Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. God is good. And all the time, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. We hate it because we had to postpone uh, the outreach uh, yesterday, but uh, it may not have been where you was, but we checked the cameras uh, at the time. We were supposed to be starting that yesterday after 5 o'clock, and it was raining pretty good over here, and uh, so uh, we had to uh, uh, postpone that and um, uh, put it. We was we we made an effort to postpone it and do it today from four to six, but we contacted everybody that was going to be a part of it, and there was too many people said they wouldn't be able to do it on today, so we just had to cancel it. But we have got. We've got enough bags of different kinds of chips there that you don't you wouldn't have to buy nothing for your lunch at work all week long. I mean, several bags of chips that we need to get out of here. Um, so please, as you're going out today, go in the fellowship hall, get you a few bags of chips, get some hot dogs, and um, we had planned to do something special for the teachers at Millersville uh, Elementary School but we this year, but we didn't get a chance. We're going to be doing that uh, next year, Lord willing. But uh, they have quite a few uh, uh, poor children, less fortunate, that attend that school in Millersville uh, where uh, Jaylee goes. So all of that candy, we done, they done talk to them over at the school, and it's going to be a blessing to that school, we're going to donate all of that candy to that school uh, for all the kids to take advantage of uh, goes to uh, Millersville Elementary School. So that's where all that candy uh, will, will go. So uh, uh, please um, do that for us today. And uh, if you don't have extra money that you can make a donation for the outreach, maybe you can do it next week or when you can. Yeah, if you don't have enough extra to donate today, don't let, don't let that stop you in picking up something because we, uh, we don't want none of that stuff to ruin or get out of date. And so please uh, do that. Hallelujah. Amen. God is good. And all the time, give him one more hand clap of praise. We're going to be going to the book of Philippians this morning. The first chapter, and we're going to read the first six verses, and the sixth verse is going to be our focus. Hallelujah. This is what it reads like. Paul and Timotheus, in which Timotheus, you better know him as Timothy. Timothy is the shortest name of that. The servants of Jesus Christ, to all the saints in Christ Jesus were our were at Philippi with the bishops and deacons. Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. 
I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, for you all making requests with joy, for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day unto now. Verse 6, being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Being confident, Paul said, that he which begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father, we come here thanking you and praising you, God, for the worship today. We had a, a special worship. The sweet presence of the Holy Ghost was here. And now, Lord, I'm asking God, you will help us to focus our minds on nothing else but receiving your word. I pray, God, that you'll open every heart that's here to revelation, that they may receive revelation from your word and what you would have us to know today. In Jesus' name, let the church say, God bless you. You can be seated. Hallelujah. Praise God. Look at, look at somebody next to you and say, let God do his work. Look at somebody else and make that same, same statement. Let God do his work. I know that I have gotten a word from the Lord today. I have been praying as uh, as shepherd uh, and pastor here. I have been stirred in my spirit um, from the time that I have been back from Rwanda of the need of an awakening and a revival within our assembly. Uh, many families are being attacked in various ways. There's sicknesses and uh, some severe illnesses that God needs to work in, and there's other issues that, that are going on in people's lives. And there are things that some of you have been struggling with the past several months that you know, you know that even though it, the devil hasn't used, used it to, to stop you completely or to cause you to backslide, you know that the past few months you haven't gotten any closer to God. You haven't advanced, amen, in the kingdom. Amen. You have become kind of stagnated in the spirit and it's because of certain things that you've been struggling with. Amen. And, and through, through much prayer and praying in this fact, you see, I, it don't make no difference to me how, how somebody else feels about it, but God projects through the shepherd what the sheep needs. And God has directed me that I need to speak something to challenge somebody here today. I need to, ch somebody needs to be challenged. Somebody needs to be in, 
encouraged. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit needs to come in on some people's lives uh, like, uh, uh, like the, uh, the waves coming to the harbor. Amen. And lift every ship in the harbor. How many knows we need a refreshing of the Spirit of God? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And I, I want to share with you today that we need to let God do his work. Paul said, being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. That alone ought to to be enough to encourage you. Hallelujah. Jesus ain't never started anything he couldn't finish. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So I want to talk to you a few minutes today and open up your ears and your heart to what the Spirit of God is trying to say to us as a similar together. I'm reminded a short story uh, that I've seen on the bottom of a picture, a framed picture, several years ago. And this picture was a picture of a little child bringing a favorite toy that she had to her father which had been broken. And it was, it was, it was a precious picture, and uh, this, this little girl, and, and she had this uh, favorite toy. I don't even remember uh, what kind of toy it was, but it was her favorite toy. And she was, she, she was standing there, and she was, had run to Daddy and wanting Daddy to fix this toy that's so dear to her heart and she brought it to him to fix it and the caption the caption under the picture this is what uh, it read like the caption read I can't fix it sweetie if you won't let it go Let that seek in in your mind right now. Honey, I can't fix it if you're not willing to let it go. That is a word God put in my spirit that somebody needs to hear. That you've got things in your life that's broken right now. That's not functioning the way it should. And you're wondering how come things ain't changed. And you wonder how God ain't moved. I'm going to tell you, even though you brought it to God, you still got a hold of one end of it. You're still trying to do it yourself. I know I'm on the right track this morning. Listen, I've been talking to the Holy Ghost before shut up this morning. Hallelujah. Amen. And God wants somebody in this house or maybe somebody watching by the live stream to know today, if you want God to fix what's broken in your life, you've got to be willing to let go of it. Give Him praise. Hallelujah. Now, how many of us are just like that little girl in that picture? How many of us are just like that little girl? We got far too many control freaks in the kingdom of God. There's too many of you feel like
like you've got to be control of everything. You feel like it ain't going to be getting done unless you can do it. Well, I'm going to tell you something. It ain't been getting done. So it's time for you to let go and let God do it. Hello, somebody. Woo. Hallelujah. Mm. Too many of us are like that little girl in that picture. We bring broken things to Jesus to fix, but we just can't let them go. Sometimes we pray earnestly for a lost loved one. And when God moves to get their attention, we squall out. Not that way, God! Come on, somebody. Our heart's concerned over somebody, a loved one, a family member. That if, they, if, if God don't move in their life, if God don't soften their heart, Amen. We know they're going to be lost. So we pray and we pray. Amen. Amen. And when God begins to answer the prayer, amen, sometimes he has to do things to get people's attention. Hello? But here we are praying, but we're, we're hanging on, not willing to let go. We squall out when God starts doing things in their life to get their attention. Not that way, God! Hello, somebody. What are you saying, Brother Sammy? I'm saying let God do his work. Come on. Let God do his work. We have an issue allowing God to do his work. Glory to God. Amen. I'll admit it. I've got that issue myself at times. I believe at times we all do. Hallelujah, we have an issue with allowing God to do only what God can do. And there is nothing more obvious concerning the work of God in our own lives. When God's trying to do what he needs to do in our own life, that becomes more obvious than ever. You see, we hold on to this and we hold on to that. Come on. All the time, trying God trying to work in our lives to perform that good work which he has already begun. And he can't finish the job because we won't let go of it. We struggle and we squirm. We accused Jennifer when she was little of being, being like a worm. I mean, she could just worm her away. She would worry Darlene to death when she was little, sitting there just a squirming, carrying on. And she trying to hold her in church service or somewhere else. She was the world's worst about that. Hallelujah. Well, you know, we're the same way with God. We squirm around and we move around like an old worm. God trying to do his work in us. And we won't sit there and let God do his work. Oh, maybe I can help God here. Let me tell you something. God don't need your help. If I never found it out in my life until, I, until we got this assembly right here, I struggled and I worried about a lot of stuff that I didn't have to. God was working, Brother Bobby, all the time. Hallelujah. 
just like Brother Bobby said, the first Sunday we was in this place, he said them Baptist people didn't know it, but back in 2005 when they was building this place, they was building for us. And that is the truth. Hallelujah. Glory. And here we are struggling and, amen, sometimes squabbling among us over things that don't make any sense. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. We struggle and we squirm all while God is trying to do his perfect work in our lives. God, I know this through the Spirit. I know this through the Spirit. God desires someone to know this morning that it's past time for you to stop contending with God and let him complete his perfect work in your life. Well, I hope, I hope we can receive this today. Let go of what is broken so he can fix it. Maybe it's a a marriage that's broken. Maybe it's a job that is broken. Maybe it's your health that is broken. Uh, Hallelujah. Or it just simply could be your Christian walk with him. It's not where it should be. You're not growing. You're not advancing. Hallelujah. Praise God. Yeah, I mean, this is something that uh, uh, that the big big red Tennessee ain't learned yet. The only way to win the ball game is to get the ball down the line all the way. Pass the goal. Get some points. Hallelujah. I don't want no amen out of you. (laughs) Glory. Let God do his work. He that has begun a good work in you will perform it. Brother Wayne, he he didn't start something to stop. Glory to God. He didn't pull you out of the world to lead you in the wilderness. If you'll follow him, he'll take you to the promised land. Woo! Hallelujah! Some of you act like Jesus done pulled you out of Egypt and left you in the wilderness. All you got to do is keep walking. Hallelujah. All you got to do is follow the pillow of cloud. Glory to God. Do by day in the pillow of farmer night. You'll get to the promised land. My, 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 I feel the Holy Ghost. Woo. There's two things that I felt in my spirit to share with you concerning this. Two points in this message. Number one, we got to get this in our mind. And don't never forget it. God is the originator. Now, I know some people think they're the one in the driver's seat. But if you like one of them license plates I've seen, God is my co-pilot, you better change seats. If he's your co-pilot, you need to change seats. Come on, somebody. God is the originator of whatever work it is in your life. He which hath begun 
a good work in you. You didn't start it, and you can't finish it. Hallelujah. It was he that begun the work. He is the originator. The first thing we need to understand concerning our salvation and the work that God is doing in each and every one of our individual lives is that we can't take any credit for it. When you do, and if you do hear him say one day, well done, thy good and faithful servant, you ain't going to be able to take a bit of credit for none of it. If you make it there, it's going to be because he took you there. Do you hear me? Glory to his name. It was God from the get-go in my life, and it is God from the get-go in your life. Glory to God. Now, I'm going to... I'm going I'm to give you another scripture. Now, they don't have this scripture. I didn't, I didn't give it to them. God put this in my mind and in my spirit after I didn't give them the outline. But I, I, I want to remind you, still in Philippians, of Philippians chapter 2 and verse 13, it says this, For it is God who works in you, both to will and to do for his good pleasure. You see, you can't take credit for nothing. Whatever you do in the kingdom of God, it's God working in you. It's God doing the work. You're saved by grace. Hello, somebody. Now, let me, let me read that scripture. We're talking about let God do his work. I want to read that scripture again in Darlene's Amplified Version. Now, again, this won't be on the screen. I just quoted to you Philippians 2 and 13. Not in your own strength, for it is God who is all the while effectually at work in you, energizing and creating in you the power and desire. Wow. Both to will and to work for his good pleasure and satisfaction and delight. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something right now. This may pull the rug out from some of you. God, God could care whether or not you're pleased or not. He's not working this morning to please you. He's working to please his perfect will. That's what the scripture I just read. Somebody talks about, but, but you know that loved one of mine? He don't have a desire or she don't have a desire. They don't have the will to serve God. Look at what I just read. Look what I just read. Said it is, it is God working in you, energizing and creating in you the power and desire both to will and to work. What are you saying, Brother Samuel? I'm saying God can change somebody's will. If you're willing to pray hard enough for somebody or some something, if you're willing to push the fried chicken back and do a little fasting, if you're willing to push, amen, the, uh, uh, the coconut cream pie back and, and do some fasting and praying, and you pray hard enough, 
It don't matter if that love on you God's got got an ounce of will to serve God. God is able to change their will. Come on, give him a praise. If you don't believe that, shut up and quit bothering God with your prayers. You're just aggravating him. After all, I'm standing up here and I can see there's a lot of, a lot of folks sitting right here this morning that if you'll be honest, you'll have to admit there was a time in your life that you didn't have a will, amen, to come to God neither. Hallelujah. Oh, you think you made that change? Uh-uh. No, sir. I hate to burst your bubble. You wasn't the one who made that change. It was God who changed your will. Sister Mary was doing fasting and praying for Brother Bobby. I know that helped work on his will. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let him put up John 1, 12, and, uh, and 13. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. To those who believe in his name. Uh, my Lord. Who were born. Now this is not talking about the natural birth. This is talking about the spiritual birth. Who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. It wasn't your will that brought you to Christ. Hey, I'm I'm giving you some deep word this morning. Hallelujah. Somebody loved you enough to pray you through to change your stubborn heart. You were hard-headed and stubborn. Glory to God. Thank God somebody prayed for me. Glory to the name of the Lord. My Lord. And while we're in, John, to, to kind of reinforce what I'm saying here, let's go to John 15 and 16 and read it. You did not choose me, but I chose you. <laughs> That ought to be plain enough for anybody to see. But I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it you. My, 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 my. Huh. Why don't you just quit the struggle and let God do his work? Let God do his work in your life. Let go of whatever it is that's broken and needs to be repaired. I guarantee you, if you let go of it, he'll do it. So, the first thing I shared with you is that God is the originator. The second thing I want to leave with you is what he began, he will complete. Hallelujah. What he began, he will complete. Now, once God, once, once God sticks the Holy Ghost town on your trail, you don't have a chance. You ever hear them hounds out, out in the woods trailing, chasing something? Well, I'm going to tell you what, God's got a Holy Ghost town. And once somebody prays to God enough over situation, God lets go of that Holy Ghost town, tree it, boy. Hallelujah! 
Hmm. Whatever it is, they don't have a chance. Now, I know we get concerned sometimes, and Sister Darlene, myself, we, we were concerned and burdened during the, during the time and the years that, uh, um, that Ronnie spit out of the church and away from God, but he didn't have a chance from day one. Sister Darlene, I had a lot of discussions about that. And I knew, I knew that they, he didn't have a choice. He didn't have a choice in the matter. God was going to bring him back. And I knew it, and the Lord knew it long before he knew it. But he, uh, I don't, maybe, maybe he realizes it now, I don't know. But that whole episode... You know what it really was? It was him running from God. He was running. He might not figure it out. He didn't know down deep inside what it was, but there was a call in his life, and he wasn't willing to accept it. And that's the same way with many others. But I'm going to tell you what. You don't got a chance when the Holy Ghost gets on your trail. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking things in the spirit right now. Much of what I am, I was passed on the mantle from my dad. And much of what I am is what come through his life. And a lot of the blessings I receive is because of his prayers. For me, there's a heritage there. And that's passed on to Ronnie. He's got it. It's come to him. And I don't, I, I'm not here to embarrass nobody or nothing like that. But I'm going to tell you, that same line that runs through Ronnie runs down through Chloe sitting right there. Chloe's got a calling in her life. It's passed down. It makes you might not understand it and know what it is right now, but it's there. What I'm trying to tell everybody this morning is that we get so uptight and bit out of shape. Brother Jeff, if we just let go of it and let God do the work, God will do it, and he'll do it in his time. Amen. Amen. He'll do it in his time. If we can learn <coughs> to trust him and what he began, he will finish. Yes, amen. Now, now that we've established that who it was that, that began the great work of salvation, you, we must understand who it is that will complete it. Galatians chapter 3 and verse 3. Paul said, are you so foolish? Having begun in the spirit, are you now being made perfect by the flesh? It was the Holy Ghost that birthed you in this thing. 
quit trying to finish it in your flesh. Your flesh can't get the job. If your flesh could got the job done, God would never gave you the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Amen. Do you think that brings glory to God and millions of people all down here jabbing around in tongues? Hey, the tongues is not the main purpose of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Sometimes we get all hooked up on one aspect. If God was the one who began the work in you, it will take God to complete it. It began as a work of the Holy Ghost. How can the flesh ever have anything to do in the process? Think about it. If that work God is doing in your life was begun through the Spirit, how can anything in your flesh have anything to do in the process? Let God do His work in you. Stop interfering with the Holy Ghost molding you into what God desires you to be. <laughs> I, 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 I just seen something in the in, in the spirit realm just then. I, I just seen some 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 of the saints of God. God slapping you on the potter wheel because he's a potter. And every time he begins to add a little water, which represents the Spirit, the Holy Ghost, so he can and he starts to move his hands toward the clay. Here's the clay jumping off the potter's wheel. You know what's going to happen? If you don't get yourself back up on that potter's field before you dry out completely, he ain't going to be able to mold you into nothing. Oh, hey. Oh, you you better connect to that. I, I, I just seen that in the spirit. Here's a lump of clay up on the potter's wheel. He's unadded some water. He's spinning that thing, getting it ready. Here he goes to put his hands up there to start molding that clay into the vessel that he wants by his desire. And here's that lump of clay rolling off over in the corner somewhere, jumping off the, off the potter's wheel. And if you stay over there long enough, what's going to happen to the clay? And sooner or later, it'll be useless to the master. Let God finish the work. Let God finish the work. Stop interfering with the Holy Ghost molding you and what He desires you to be. Philippians 1 and 6, again, what we started out with, being confident of this very thing, that He which hath begun a good work in you will perform it, I'm going to ask him to put that verse up on the Amplified Version. Look at that close. And I am convinced and sure of this very thing, that he who hath begun a good work in you will continue until the day of Jesus Christ in the brackets right up to the time of his return. Woo. 
developing. You see that? Developing that good work and perfecting and bringing it to full completion in you. Quit fighting against God. Quit trying to do it yourself. You're expending energy that you, that you could be saving doing something else. Hello, somebody. My Lord. My final scripture. Hebrews 12 and 2. Looking unto my ingenuity. Looking into my know-how. Looking into my experience of preaching the gospel over 50 years. Mm -mm. Looking unto Jesus. What is Jesus? He's the author and the finisher of our faith. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down on the right hand of the throne of God. Hallelujah. I leave this pulpit today exceedingly confident, more so than I've been in, in the past few weeks, of knowing I have delivered this message as thus saith the Lord to somebody's life. Now, it's my prayer that you will allow it to challenge you, to encourage you, and to shake off things you've been letting drag around behind you that's just doing nothing but getting you down. Let go of it. Look at somebody and say, let go of it. Let's all stand together.